Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica, say hi to the people. Are we doing really quiet voices and no fun intro? Thanks for being here in your own home. Thank you. I guess we kind of used up all that goodwill last time because we talked about spider murder for 10 minutes. We did. There was a lot of spider murder. Just right to it. Yeah, what is this? Is this the cold open? The cold open. This is the open. The cold okay. open would come before this. So I think I the spider yes. uh, spider side. So there is no cold open. Was a cold open. No cold open this week. Okay. Did you know? I didn't know this until they said it on She Hulk. Oh, you see how I'm tying it in already? Look at you. That if it's after the credits, it's a tag. That's the name of that scene. A tag. I don't know that I knew the uh, proper word for it i think we all just kind of started calling a mid scene or mid credit scenes yeah but it's not mid credits well it's end credits i'm like sometimes usually it's at the end right but they do like the the movies they do the mid thing look at you is it learning you're learning the lingo is that is that specific to tv because in uh, movies i thought it was called the stinger i don't know you could look it up if you'd like I, all I know is, you you know what I'm talking about, though. At the end of one of these yeah. episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. something, there's the, the episode ends on some downer note, and she just goes like, well, that was kind of a downer way to end this episode, but we'll see if there's anything good in the tag. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I appreciated Wong vibing out to the Sopranos, because everyone has <laughs> done that. Did you enjoy Madison? Yes, I did. Very much so. I ship them now, just so you know. I have not gone on AO3 to look yet. But I will. I want Wong over the course of maybe seasons of She-Hulk or other various Marvel enterprises to teach uh, Madison the mystic arts. I'd be into that. And she just uses it for nonsense. Like he's in the middle of a battle and she opens a portal and she's like, hey, we got to watch the challenge. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You know? Her spoiling the shit out of the Sopranos for him was great too, though. (laughs) Although the 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 time on spoilers has oh it, it's if you're getting spoiled on the Sopranos now I have I have yeah it's your own fault that's your own fault man that's too long I thought the highlight of that episode was when he shows up at the parole hearing to say that it was his fault that uh, Abomination had left prison and then at the end the parole board or whatever starts to tell him. You know, by the way, that you've just admitted to a crime, so, and he's in the middle go. of that. <laughs> Wong just goes, "I must depart." <laughs> he just opens up a portal, and he's out of there. Deuces. Good luck finding me. Yeah, that's a hard man to capture, right there. Oh God! No, the the magician, the illusionist. He mm-hmm. was pretty good. The uh, uh, Joe Bluth vibes, I appreciated. What else has that guy been in? I've seen him in other things. There's been a lot of people on this show that I continually am going back to I, uh, uh, IMDb and being mm-hmm. like, where, where do I know you from? I know you from something. Yeah. You've been in things. It's recognizable actors, but not necessarily big names. Not names at all. Just just character actors that you've yeah. seen in shit before. Are you all caught up, though? Um... I believe I am. What was the last episode? The, the wedding? wedding episode? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, all caught yeah. up then. So I, I, I want your opinion because I think it's sort of like other... This happens in other mediums and TV and too all the time is... Should they have shown 
Daredevil in the previews for this show? No, absolutely not. Because I think it would have been way cooler if that episode just ends with them showing his helmet in the box and it's like, oh shit. Right. Like people, oh, cool. people that would have drove to me, that would have drove a lot more discussion of the show than just showing him in a teaser. Well, because then it's like, I'm not going to, it's not a matter of, ooh, I should watch this. Who am I going to see in there? It's I'll watch uh, the 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 uh, video or whatever when it he ultimately shows up. Mm-hmm. I I think they do that all the time though. Even with like um, what was Jordan Peele's movie that just came out? Nope. You've only seen the one trailer, right? Correct. And I have no idea what happens in that movie whatsoever. Okay, so then I can't. Well, I'll just say in the second. I could do earmuffs. No, 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 no. I don't have to. In the second trailer. They give away a little bit. And it's like, if you had just left that, that would have been rad to find out in the theater. Yeah. Like, why Why can't we just... And I don't know if it's just a matter of not... Like, you need a hook. We need... Oh, well, we can't just have, like, this this mystery that the audience will figure out when they get to the theater. We've got to slap him in the face with what it is because everyone's an idiot and we have to play to the lowest common denominator. You know what I would appreciate from from trailers like that? If there would be, if we could just come up with a symbol that we could flash <laughs> at the away. that we could flash at the beginning of all trailers that are gonna spoil shit and like, be like, if you're not, right. if you're not, um, go get popcorn, an idiot, or fast forward, don't watch, avert this. your eyes. Well, and I've said before on this podcast that you know, Daredevil was a great, or not Daredevil, Deadpool was a great movie. But all the best jokes in that movie were in the trailers. Mm -hmm. And they were still, like, funny in the movie. But they would have been fucking hilarious if that would have been the first time you saw them. But I think the concern is... It's a balancing act, right? Right. Right. You need to save your best shit for the movie. I really don't want to be seeing... I don't want to be seeing... Like, if they're showing even, like, a trailer for, like, a TV show, for example. Yeah. Well, we've got... Got the summer release for uh, Witcher Season 3, right? Mm-hmm. When that trailer eventually comes out, I don't want to see anything from the last, like, six episodes of the season. Sure. Just show me a few things. I mean, I'm already on board. I'm watching it either way. Right. But I just want a little taste. I really don't want to be... Let me let me try and go in fresh. And I think it's easier for a show that's already established. Sure, sure. Whereas I know what the marketing people are thinking with something like She-Hulk is they're thinking, well, traditionally TV shows start off high on viewership and then they drop off and it's just a matter of how much throughout the season. You really don't see like spikes, maybe for the season finale. Depending on, I think, word of mouth and what happens. Yeah. You might see a spike somewhere. But... I know what they're thinking is let's try to let's show things that are going to get people invested so we can hopefully start off high and not have that much of a drop off Mm -hmm. rather than dropping something in the middle of the season. But my thought would be drop a big reveal like that in the middle of the season, because to me, that is a semi big reveal in terms of the TV shows that showing that he's going to be back. Right. Because that was always rumored. Right. Right. But then. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like. Sure, there's rumors out there. Let them just be rumors. We don't have to always yeah. confirm everything and then let it be confirmed through him appearing on the show eventually. Right. Because, yeah, just seeing the close-up on the helmet was like, oh, okay. And, cool. and maybe if you drop that in the middle of the season, which I think it was. I think it was the end of episode four, and I think there's eight episodes. Yeah, uh, something could like be that. Eight or ten, something like that. But if you drop that in the middle of the season, 
maybe you drum up some interest in the rest of the season that wasn't there before. Right. Because right. that would get talked about. Oh, for sure. It is annoying, though, right? Because it does feel like literally everything now is just like, well, here's the entire movie in the trailer. Well, and to be fair, because of that, when you see a trailer that's terrible, you think to yourself, well, fuck, that movie must be really bad. Because you can cut they a good drop, trailer. Yeah. yeah, they drop all the good shit in trailers now. Right. So if the trailer's bad, say, the well, movie that's... must be shit. That's just going to be dog shit, so... It is funny, though, when you go back and watch trailers for older movies, they're all boring. They barely show anything. <laughs> like, it's totally is a totally different mindset now for movies. And it's annoying, right? Because it is like, it's so much about the hype for it. And I, that, that first weekend's box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That anything else is just a big old shrug. So it's like, yeah, whatever, who cares? And that sucks. With the, obviously, there's certain movies out there that it's, you know, you do get, I, I'll throw out everything uh, everywhere all at once. That movie that nobody's talking about, but everyone talked about? I'm not saying talking about, but I know, it, it I know, more I, that I kind of mean. didn't have that big opening weekend. It yeah. was the word of mouth that really drove the viewership for that. Yeah, I mean, they still happen, they're just... It's rare. It is rare. These days. But, I mean, that's... That's the thing. Like, when when a movie like that does come out, like, and people are talking about it, go see it. You know, reinforce that it can happen. Well, and it's a a dollars game, right? Yeah. It's if you're spending... If that movie makes money... I mean, you hope they don't learn the wrong lessons, because that happens a lot, too. We learn the wrong lessons from the thing that was very successful. But it's, it's like... Just, just, yeah, because I need some, I need some good movies again. I miss going to the movies and seeing good movies. I'm telling you, um, superhero was a lot of fun. You guys gotta watch. It. Oh, oh, the Dragon Ball. Yeah, we'll get to it eventually. I just have a hard time seeing it being better than that Broly movie because that Broly movie was really top notch. Listen, here's the thing. I think it's probably more of what you like because I'm sure it's more comedic. Whereas that Broly movie, that Broly movie ends on like a forty-five-minute battle. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Sure. like it's just it's like gorgeously animated. It's just, and just all action, right where you want to be for for Dragon Ball. I I mean, yeah, like superhero is definitely more goofy, and it's it's fun, and it it takes some really well-deserved digs, and it's fan service, and it, it, it but it's fun, and that's what I want. You know, whether it's whether it's funny fun or whether it's action fun, I just I I want out of a movie more often than not is to be fun. Sure. You yes. know, I fun's like, a good starting point for just about any entertainment medium. Yes. I, I should be enjoying myself. Right. Yes. Not just angry. <laughs> well, I mean that's mostly true. I mean, but think about like Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad wasn't fun. But it was think, very good. I think a show, I think shows like Breaking Bad or The Shield or The Sopranos are fun in the sense that you're cheering for the bad guy to get away with it. Or get the comeuppance, depending on how you're watching. Yeah. I saw somebody posted that whole uh, from Breaking Bad, the Heisenberg speech. Mm-hmm. The same my name. Same my name. <laughs> and just that great turn there when the guy realizes who he's fucking talking to. He's all cocky and whatever, and then he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn it. I've insulted Heisenberg. 
save my game. God damn right. Oh, so good. Going oh. back for one second. Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Oh, no, just... I, I like oh I'd love to go back and rewatch it, but I don't think I could sit through that. Show I don't again. have the emotional capacity. I don't for it. anymore. No. I really don't, and that's why honestly I, I I I've heard such good things about Better Call Saul, but when I when I realized that oh wait no this isn't a comedy the way I thought it was gonna be I was like I I can't I just don't have. I would like now that it's done because I think we watched the first season. I watched the first couple episodes. Oh maybe I, I watched. I, the yeah, first I season. didn't watch. The first and I really enjoyed it. Um. This is like when it came out, though. This is a long ass time ago. I would like to watch the whole thing. I heard it was just as of, good, if not better, than Breaking Bad. Of but. what I've seen, I'm a season or two behind now on Better Call Saul, but of what I had seen, which is four or five seasons worth or something, excellent and honestly more enjoyable for me than Breaking Bad was. And I'm not ripping on Breaking Bad, but oh, no, Better well, Call Saul is just excellent. That's the other thing, right? It's like... Two things can be good, and it doesn't yeah. have to be like yeah. a fight about. No, it. I'm just I'm just comparing For it to you, like right. right, like one person's work to a you know the same person working on two different things. Yeah, and I think he took it up to another level, just writing wise, all the storylines coming together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I've heard about it is that it's an amazing show, and it sticks the ending like beautifully. Um, had more people yelling at me for not watching fucking House of the Dragon today. But I remain strong, Alex. No, yeah. If, if it's good after like four or five seasons, then we can talk. Well, I've, I here's the thing about House of the Dragon. It <clears> could be like good for four or five seasons, but I'd rather go watch Better Call Saul. Well, this is my point because I need something that I, I know stuck the landing. I'm not yeah. investing all my time again and then just to be pissed off. Or I'd, fi- I'd like to, you know, at some point actually go back and watch, um, oh, what's the one you always want me to the, the halting catch fire no not that He's one talking about the shield the shield oh finish the shield. shield's incredible because i did like it i don't know why i stopped watching season two but i did like the shield season one was great yeah because you were moving at a pretty good clip there and then we watched yeah. like an episode of season two and then you were like eh. i just stopped for some reason maybe something happened with work well and i mean that happens so, like sometimes it's not even like something happened with the show for me it's just like something that happened in life or like I had a like I had a good break at a, like okay I I came over the season like I went from season one to season two and like I saw the first episode of season two and I was like okay I kind of see where it's starting but I don't have time to like just sit down and plow through it right now so maybe I'll come back to it maybe that's what happened I don't remember I don't remember but we were watching it in yeah. the old house so that's a while ago but I'd too. rather go watch that than House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. A thousand times. <laughs> I'm getting it from all sides, though, Alex. You're not watching it? Why aren't you watching it? It's like, I, I can't, guys. I just can't. Because I don't want to reinforce that you can do shitty shit and just, uh, you know, we'll continue to watch it. Well, and that, that's kind of, I got so many different thoughts bouncing around in my head. But we've talked about the Overwatch 2 monetization stuff on here. Yeah. And this is... My thing I think I've talked about in here is it's not so much the monetization, it's the scumminess around it. Like, when you think about it, oh, the battle pass is $10 for nine weeks. That's nothing. Like, I spend more on that on, than that on lunch. <laughs> like, I was going to say, you spend, if you look at it that way and the hours of entertainment you're getting out of it. It's, it's essentially nothing. But... 
it, they make me feel so bad about it when you do things like attach new characters to the battle pass. It's like, why do you have to make it feel so dirty? Because they need more money. They need to make <laughs> yes. more money. You know these companies like Activision, they're very poor. But, but it doesn't matter. I know. You know, there must always be more. Well, we made record profits last year. We have to make record profits again. Yeah. Or the stock price might go down. Like, remember when, like, earlier this year, Netflix was like, we're losing, like, a million subscribers, and oh my God, the stock price dropped so much. I looked, and I'm like, you guys still make a hajillion dollars. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, Netflix is really screwed. And I'm looking, and I'm like, fuck you, assholes, really? That's why it's so weird. Though Netflix does have to stop making, like, just all of the garbage. Well, Netflix definitely has the business model of just throw all the shit at the wall and see what sticks. That's their whole business model, it seems like. Somebody earlier today was like, I wish Netflix had, like, a category that was good. (laughs) Not shit. (laughs) So you know what not to waste your time or what to waste your time on. Well, they have their their two strategies seem to be will just make a shitload of random TV shows that probably cost nothing to produce TV shows and movies. If any of them take off, great. If not, who fucking cares? And then we'll do our big productions that are based on some known property to try to draw people in. You've got your tent poles, right? You've got your Stranger Things, your Umbrella Academy, The Witcher, right. They just tried to do it with that Resident Evil show that bombed. They just tried to do it with Cowboy Bebop that bombed. You know, they they it's all like just we're going to pull from known quantities. And just see what we can do. They did it with the Ghost in the Shell anime, which I can't say really bombed. They're still making was it, that but on it's Netflix not great. Or was that on... Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. Terrible animation, you know, just okay storyline. Well, it was like they had that Pacific Rim anime that I was like, none of the people I came to this party with are in here. Why would I watch this? <laughs> like the second half Where's came all the out, people I've been writing fanfic about? And I was like, well, I'm invested in these people. Why would, <laughs> you know. don't even get a like, nothing? Nothing. Nah. Nothing? Really? <laughs> nothing. Fuck you, Netflix. Ten now years th- next year, Alex. To go back for, <laughs> to go back for <laughs> one second. After five episodes now, is She-Hulk just still like meh to you? Meh. I don't know that it's 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 good. It's a good show. It's an objectively good show. I'm not like laughing out loud. It's with not it. a laugh out loud comedy. I'm enjoying it's not myself. Like Friends or something. I like that it's it's more lighthearted. I know they have to have some kind of like plot or whatever where they were like, ooh, here's like the the science. Yeah, they're thing trying at the to end. get her blood. I genuinely do not care about that. I, yeah, I, I really I like, rather just watch I like the just the nonsense. Just the nonsense. Yeah. Like and I don't I need that, don't marvel like, this up. I don't care. Just I just yeah. need her fucking around. I know we gotta tie it in and I get it, but I do And I'm kinda, sure Daredevil we brought in somehow through right. that. And I just, I, but I agree with you. I enjoy just like, like at the beginning of that wedding episode where she goes like, I know, I know a random wedding episode inconveniently placed in the season, but it's just like a real wedding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're all inconvenient, <laughs> but there's some funny stuff though. Like, uh, and it, like I said, it's not like, oh my God, I'm falling off the couch, but it's all like, it's a lot of subtle humor, right? Yes. And I like that everything appears to be actually filmed on a set. We're not in a lot of CGI nightmares, which I appreciate. Um, <laughs> I did see, though, 
I saw a back a backstage photo where it's at the wedding, and they again they filmed it in an actual place. I think I saw this picture. But yeah. it's just the other actress is just interacting with a stick with a She Hulk head on it. Yeah, weep for these actors. <laughs> at least it's not a tennis ball. It's yeah. something. I did. I thought that was see that was two things about that was one that was funny when. She goes to hug her as She-Hulk, and the girl's just getting a boob, like, right in the face. Yeah. And um, it's also just, like, you would be pissed if you're trying to have your big wedding day and freaking She-Hulk shows up to steal your thunder. You'd be like, come on, man. I did appreciate that they went full hog with, like, the kind of bad bridesmaid dresses. Oh, yeah. Your groomsman is a dog. Uh, the bride's dress looked terrible. Just all those great, like... Those tropes, right? Like, oh, I've been terrible to the waitstaff. They've all quit. Can you can you clean up some of this stuff? Because no one gives a shit about you. She got so drunk, she's like, oh, I forgot how to change. <laughs> so I'm enjoying myself. I will watch, what is it? A couple more episodes? I think episodes? there's like five. Two yeah, or three? There's either eight episodes or there's ten. I don't know how many there are. But there's not, you know. It's such a quick watch. Like, the episodes are 20 minutes. Well, that was like, we watched some, I don't know. What did we watch on Friday night? What did we watch on Friday? Um. Well, yesterday we watched Top Gear. Yes, but we watched something on Friday night. Did we finish the Sandman? On no, we finished no, we Sandman. finished it last week. This is this is sad. This, this is, is very this sad. Is sad. This thing. is almost as sad as when I was sleeping on a cold floor during a party today. You were sleeping on the floor? He sit, He was sitting up on the top of the stairs. I like looked up, I saw him, and he, because Izzy was upstairs playing with the other kids, so he was up there. And then I look up again, and I don't see his torso, so I was like, he's lying down on the floor up there. And then he, later, he was like, I definitely fell asleep for a couple minutes, and I was like, stay, stay classy, the, San Francisco. What the fuck did we watch on Friday night? Did we watch anything? Yes. Because we watched something, and then we were like... Didn't you watch Bake Off, and I... No. Or did you just go to bed early? I think I just went to this bed is, early. This is fucking... This riveting this is podcast, good podcast material. This, okay, I, podcast. I do have another tie-in with Netflix, though, because I saw that Cyberpunk 2077 anime came out, and I have two tie-ins. No, say, I can talk a little subject. bit more about Netflix after we talk about this. Um, One, I sent you the link... That cyberpunk anime, I guess it must be good. I haven't watched it. Hmm? Matthew Mercer. Oh, nice. He's in everything. He's he like is, he's in a bunch of those. He's like Netflix Nolan. Ones. He's like Nolan North or Troy Baker. They're just in fucking everything. I'll be sitting there like that. It was like it was some fucking Olympic sh- uh, 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 gods of Olympus show. I don't remember the name of it. And I'm sitting there and I, I'm halfway paying attention. I'm fucking with my phone and you hear it. And I'm like, that's fucking Matthew Mercer. Well, and there's. You have your, like, the three guys I just mentioned. You have your Laura Baileys. You know, they show up in so many things that you start hearing their voices in parts they're not even doing. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait a second. Is that Nolan North? Right. I just assume it is because he and does Then you everything. look it up and it's someone else and you're like, wow, that is really close. Well, he's trying to do a Nolan North because <laughs> yeah. he couldn't get Nolan North. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, I thought it was interesting that the cyberpunk concurrent player numbers on steam just exploded after right after this anime came out and to me that shows me one 
the anime must be good because if it was shit, I don't think it would rejuvenate interest in the video games. Fair point. But two, this goes back to, if you remember what I was saying months ago about Halo, if you make the show good or whatever media you're tying into your big franchise, you'll drive interest to said franchise. Well, it's like with the Witcher books. When season two came out, Blood of Elves was on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who <laughs> this knew? Isn't, this isn't like this rocket This isn't like science. super complicated, but look what happens. Instead of just trying to do a clear cash-in on Paramount+, Plus, which nobody fucking has, they put it on Netflix. To me, if you broke even, great, because now your fucking numbers are huge. They're doing bigger numbers than The Witcher 3 ever did on Steam. The Witcher 3 is like one of the most successful games ever. So that tells you that that's not just like old people who used to play Cyberpunk coming back. That's got to be new sales as well. One would think well. that there's some... You, it would be interesting to see the, the, the division of those numbers, right? Yeah. Who are the people who had been playing and how many are new players? Because it's hard to imagine, but Cyberpunk has been out like two years now, I think. Like it's been out a Fish. while. <laughs> Well, and I'm sure they've patched it. And yeah, now it's, they've it's patched a good the shitload out of it, so now it's supposed to be a lot better. Yeah, but I just—that's all. It's just, man, come on, Halo. I do still be think. Oh, we gotta, we gotta throw that, throw that shot back. Oh yeah. So much content out of that terrible show. Yeah, I can't wait. For no, the 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 funny thing is, I lost my my train of thought, and I was gonna say with that, but that's okay. Well, and the other thing about that cyberpunk show is when I was reading about it, I was reading the name of the studio that created it, the animation studio. And I started, people started linking clips to other shit they made. One of which was kill la kill. Ah, that's how that happened. Okay. Did you watch that clip? I watched all 10 minutes of that clip. That looked fucking incredible. We may have to watch that. That's why I was asking him like how many episodes. You're talking about fan service earlier, Bob. This show is pure fan service. Robert, like, I'm watching. I had to pause like two minutes in because I was laughing so hard. And it's not. And this is one of those things that is not meant to titillate you. It's no. meant to be funny. Yes. They know what they're doing. It's like one punch man. Like yeah. this is ridiculous. No, but it's sending up all those ridiculous because you got you've got ass bounce. You've got boob bounce. Their clo- like their clothes get skimpier the more powerful they get. Robert, I'm sitting there and I was just like, I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. And then, yeah, I was like, how many episodes is this? We may have to watch this. Her, her, this girl is getting beat up by the, like, it's basically armor that, like she said. It's armor that, like, sucks your blood, Armor. Right? It's armor that sucks your blood, but it makes you more powerful the more you're willing to embarrass yourself by getting more naked. Here, Here's what we should do. <laughs> we should start a list. And the list should be... Shows that we'll watch before House of the Dragon. And every time someone says, <laughs> you, you should watch. List. Let uh, me show you this list of everything I'd rather we'll watch. We'll add something new to the list. But no, we, we might have to watch this. Oh, I'm, I'm, might. I'm watching it. Oh, are you in? You're already going? <laughs> oh, I'm watching. I haven't started yet, but okay. I'm going to. No, it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I was just like, oh. And so this this one girl is getting beat up because she hasn't committed yet to being naked enough. 
And this um, is like the, he's not even. This is no. Hyperbole. This is exactly what this happened. Is dialogue in the show. And so her her friend jumps in and she starts talking about like, you've got to be willing to get more naked. You've got bigger boobs than her. And she, it's like, and it's in this really like over the top, like really like it's it Bob. Is it is it subbed? It's both. You could watch it. Usually on Hulu, they'll have they'll have both. But if you're watching it with me, we will be watching it subtitled. I've well, heard the see, dub. I've actually heard the dub is very good as well. But I want to watch. I want to watch. Both. I feel like, like if it's good, I'm gonna watch both. And here's the thing. That's the kind of that's the kind of show where I feel like the sub would be better because just hearing the Japanese like is just so I'm not and then reading yes. like the ridiculous shit they're saying yep. is just over the top. It was just like I'm like what what is this? Why is this the greatest thing that I've watched? Well, in when like I started I started watching the clip and I was just sitting there going how did I not know about this? Cuz I've heard of Kill La Kill. I've heard of it but I didn't know it was I didn't know I it was thought that. it I thought it was just a titty anime. I didn't know it was like we're making fun of it. Right. Which is right where you want to be. Because, like, for example, when they go into that whole transformation where they're naked and their boobs are bouncing all over the place, they're clearly making fun of Sailor Moon's oh, transformations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thousand percent. And those transformations are like five minutes long, <laughs> which is also hysterical. Oh, yeah. No, it's like it's like full-blown shonen power-ups. Mm-hmm. It's like One Punch Man, and I love One Punch Man, at least the first season. So, like, let's go. Well, the funniest thing in all of One Punch Man, the two seasons, is when um, What's-His-Face goes and tries to get Saitama, right? That's his name, to train mm-hmm. him. Who tries to get him? Who's the guy, the robot? Genos. Genos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he starts giving him the whole speech of his life story, and he's just going and going and going it's like it's like two minutes oh yeah and finally was he's like stop Ten one sentence or less. or less or whatever he says <laughs> the first season of that show oh, so i still good. haven't finished the second because i was like oh you guys ruined it huh they are bringing it back though it's coming back for a third season i hope they get a better animation studio i hope so it's, too. it is a different animation studio they so chinsed someone out else is getting a new so bad that it was just like, did you guys not realize that like ninety percent of this was because Madhouse animated it? Like, I'm sure yeah, they're it was expensive. Really good animation. It was. It fit the the theme and what you were going for perfectly, and you just fucking cut. Well, it the wait. Have you heard what they're kind of saying now, or the 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 spin they're giving it? No. Which is well, you know, this is just such a you know unique show. We want. We wanted to do a different animation studio for each season. No, you can oh, use yeah. cheap asses. Like that's <laughs> just, that's fine. Just don't lie. You don't have to lie. Don't lie. I get it. You well, guys want to make more money. And you're talking about animation quality. That was one of the things that jumped out of me when I was watching that Kill a Kill clip. Is this is really good animation, it is good animation for yes. a borderline hentai show? <laughs> borderline. <laughs> yeah. I well, there's no actual nudity that, uh, that we've seen yet. <laughs> that's true. We've only watched a 10 minute clip, Alex. <laughs> that's true. It there's a lot there. of time. It could get there. Um, you know, I actually forgot there was something I was going to bring up the last time we did this podcast that I wanted your opinion on, Erica. And that's this. Uh, it's called Stable Diffusion. This is right? AI shit. The uh, AI drawing. The, yes, the AI art. Yeah, fuck this noise. <laughs> well, it's very interesting to me because 
it seems like what it is. Do you know what this is, Bob? Have I shown you this? I've you know you've you've seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah. So basically, you take a AI learning engine of some sort. You throw an insane library of images at it, just as many images as you can. And obviously, you know, it needs the images to be keyworded, you know, whether it's the artist or so what's in them, whatever. It, right. And then you type out a description of what you want the art to be, and it pumps something out, and then you could start playing with different sliders to try to get more or less of something to get a good result. And the results are crazy. Oh, no, you can get, like, that's, you can get some gorgeous stuff from it. That's it's not, nuts. the technology is very cool. My problem lies in, one, you're trying to do this so that you don't have to pay people to, to do Oh, right, no, it's, a, yeah, I know what the... Right, yeah. you know, right, you're not an asshole. And it's just, you can understand why artists are like, we just, we just killed NFTs, guys. Are we, <laughs> we're going to do this now? Well, it is very interesting, though, because obviously... Anyone, not, I'm not going to say anyone, but most artists are heavily influenced by what they've seen. Sure. Not that they're trying to make direct copies of something, but they're definitely pulling from sources in their mind to maybe create something that's not the same, but similar or has of, influences. Of course. And that's Everything kind of, influenced. and that's sort of like what this is, but in an AI sphere where. It's not making an exact copy of something, but it's definitely saying, hey, I want to do this person's art style, but in this format, you know, and it's it's very interesting. So I can get away without paying said artist <laughs> right. for for their no, work. It's it's just it's crazy. Oh, it is. But that's and that's what it's there. It's kind of been that's the problem that people seem to have with it and that's and that's kind of just in general this future we're going towards is as computers become more and more powerful and these ai engines start to become more complicated you're getting to the point where it's going to just get harder and harder to tell stuff apart like is this art from so and so or is this just an ai generated piece of work or did someone go and copy something or edit it you know and it's the same thing with video too is we're not far from people just making a video of me shooting somebody on the street and you'll have no idea if i actually did it or not because it'll look so realistic yep good times. we're really not far from that oh yeah there no. comes the dystopia <laughs> more so <laughs> Good times. Good times have by all. Well, I, it, it's, I think that it's one of those topics that really does warrant a lot of uh, discussion in legal spheres, not just, you know, in, in academia and, um, well, and just social media, which is probably where this is mostly being litigated. Right, because what's the, I mean, if an image is copyrighted, and the AI is pulling from that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, where's the, where's the line on that, too? Because, you know, if you draw something that's very derivative of somebody else's work, that could still be copyright of you, 
even though it is derivative. Are you making money off of it too, though, I think is a part of it? But you can do that and make money off of stuff. Oh, no, no, I understand as, like, that. As a derivative. Oh, shit, you can just pull up. My favorite is when you're driving down the street and you see like a store or something. Like there's a hair salon in Chicago. I don't know if it's there still. They've just got Yuna from Final Fantasy uh, X <laughs> on their fucking like front thing. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. I'm driving by and I'm like... I swear, I've well, that's, seen that, that character you guys don't You guys don't own that character. Or there's a smoke shop in uh, a store not far from us that definitely uses the Breaking Bad font and Walter and uh, Jesse's images. I drove by that one and I was like, guys. But it's it's going to get, it's only going to get more complicated and, you know, we really need to, I do feel like, we need to come up with some answers to these things sooner than later. Because if you think about it, you know, on one hand, you could just write, you know, a, a law that says AI can't hold copyrights. Full stop. But then if you're the, if you're the programmers who came up with the AI, well, you could argue that your that should be your copy. It's not the AI's copyright. It's our copyright because we wrote the algorithm that figured out how to do it. So, what if they wrote the algorithm? Are they the ones violating? If they're violating copyright, even and then with this, with stable diffusion, for example, I suppose you could argue that you've come up with the combination, the right combination of words to get a certain art result, right? And then you played with a bunch of sliders and got these certain settings. And do you own this, you know, current like 10 settings you've applied with these 20 words you put in in a certain order that created this result? Mm -hmm. So it's very weird. It's weird. It needs a lot of. It really, it, this is one of those things. It's like, can we stop with the bullshit so we could work on these ba- these like existential problems? Well, and an, another thing I saw that this stable diffusion was doing is, do you remember this started to really get gain popularity a few years ago? Deep fakes. Do you remember yeah. this vaguely? Where people were taking, generally with actresses, of course. Real celebrities, actresses. Oh, and, and putting them on nudes? And putting them on not only nudes, but putting them in porn videos. Okay, where the, yes, I do remember. Where it would apply their face to another porn actress's video. And depending on how much work you're willing to do on it, you could make it look pretty good. I remember that, yeah. And I saw this stable diffusion is also capable of kind of taking... um like images of whatever naked people you mix it and you say like oh i want like whatever scarlett johansson nude and it starts to you know it does it and then you have to play around with it and try to get it better and it's it's you can do like there's some crazy shit that's going to be coming and it's happening like now Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah fucking algorithms Speaking of algorithms, I can segue to dumb shit, too. Yeah, I'm ready. So the youngs are bitching that AO3 doesn't have an algorithm. They're like, well, it doesn't push, like, the popular stuff, so I don't know what to read. And I'm sitting here like, child. 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 
It's an archive. There's no sponsors. This is a good thing. That doesn't. That, that we don't have to deal with ads. It's a library. Go find what you want. There's a whole big list on the side of filters and search terms. You might have to dig, and you're going to dig through a lot of garbage, but that makes it all worth it. And I think I always say that's where I think Google opened themselves up to regulation and lawsuits is when they started heavily massaging the Google search results instead of just presenting them as is what you searched for. Because if you just present them as is, you can just say, well, that's just the search results. What do you want me to do? But what? But how do you do that search? I hit the. I put in the search I'm looking for. I think for. he means what engine are you using? Yeah. How does it decide what to to give you? Well, it's just. I just want. Is it alphabetical? Hmm. I seem to be caught in a conundrum. <laughs> I mean, who's, the who's that I see? <laughs> it's Boomer Bob. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, siding with the bosses again. No, I'm not siding with the bosses. <laughs> I'm just saying there's always got there's if you're going to do an online search, there's always an algorithm. I, I get your point. Except when they, on AO3. Yes. Well, even in AO3, when you search something, there there is an algorithm underneath that. Oh, sure. I just meant it's not like your it's Instagrams not, or it's your not, TikToks where it's like, it's this is the cura- popular thing. It's not a curated... Shove in your face. Right. Manipulation it's of... It's an archive. You know. You got to go look. And we like it that way. But Children. I think I think to your point, though, there should be, you know, there should be some sort of standard of what a search algorithm really does. And what results it should give back if it's truly unbiased and not manipulated. Yeah. Because it's impossible not to have an algorithm. It might be as simple as return everything that matches it in alphabetical order or by, you know, most character hits or whatever, you know, you could come up with so many things. And to Google's credit, a lot of what they've done on the alg- their algorithm has produced most of the time when I go and search for something on Google, I get what I want within the first couple of search results. Sure. You know, and I've I've actually started using DuckDuckGo more often because fuck Google. But um, you know, searching on DuckDuckGo is like eh, I don't always get what I'm looking for. And, you know, I go to Google and I do. But so, I don't know. It's kind of a tough situation, but you're right. Like, they're they're so, they so heavily manipulate. They toss so many ads in there. Um, Well, and that's why I like AO3. There's no fucking ads. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Well, and when you, and what I was kind of trying to say is when you manipulate it so much, then you get the bad actors who can come in and say, oh, well, if you're able to do this, this, and that, then you can censor these search results. Well, or you is, could block out pirated content. This is my other like issue. That. These are the same idiots who are like, well, there shouldn't be, like, you know, explicit content on AO3. And it's like, how about you shut your whore mouth? <laughs> it is an archive. If you don't like it, filter it out of your fucking search. 
Und you also, don't even know what an archive is. <laughs> and also, I haven't been on AO3, but is there an NSFW toggle? Like, can yes. you? Yeah, you, so you can mark your stuff Alex, as NSFW. The, there's a whole, like, and if people aren't tagging their things, their stories properly, then you got to reach out to the author and be like, dude, you've got, like, some some heinous fucking, yeah. I don't know, whatever the fuck in there that you don't have tagged, you got to tag that shit. That's just, you know, you know, the rule of the land. But if it's not something you want to watch or read, then it's, we talked about it before. You need to curate your online experience. Right. It's also, it makes me sad that it's like, I don't, the fic that I have written, that's out there, is not, it's because it's like, oh, that'd be kind of interesting. Let me write this and I'll put it out there for other people to read. I'm not expecting, like, I don't need accolades. It's just something I did for fun, you right. know? You need, like, to be like, ooh, look at me. Thousands of people read my shit. This makes well, me... F- and you feel good about it. It's like, oh, somebody liked my story. That's kind of neat. But, like, who cares? And to your point, it's so easy, generally, to curate your online experience. Very much so. You know, if you're on Reddit, you can just follow the subreddits you care about, and you're never going to see anything else if you don't want to. Unless you start clicking through on shit, but... That's the great thing about it, is, okay, I just want to read, like, Pacific Rim fic. I'm not going to get these random, like, suggestions or, ooh, but what about, like, I don't know, what about less Captain America shit? I don't want to read that. Right. That's why I didn't search for it. Exactly. It's like Twitter. You're going through Twitter, and it's like, well, here's a suggestion for you. I don't want that. Or on Instagram. I don't follow these people. I do not care. I only want to look at the shit that I have followed. But it, that's, those are services that are out there to make money. AO3 is there as an archive for fan works. That is the only thing that it is there for. What were you going to say, dear? I, quick aside, every now and then I'll be watching something or, or whatever, and I don't read fan fiction, but I'm aware, because I live with you, I am aware of its existence. Oh, is that like with her and running? Yeah, it seemed like it. It seemed it, didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a, dig. a dig. It wasn't, but it had the veneer of a dig. <laughs> I'm gonna call it a side sweat. Side sweat, maybe. Um, had you not known what fan fiction was before you met me? No, I knew what fan fiction was, but like, I didn't realize the depths. <laughs> but so, and then it is know, fun when we watch something and he looks at me and he's like, "So what's the ship for this show?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Lies. Um, Most of the time I do, yes. But um, Every now and then, though, I'll be like, I wonder how much fanfic there is for This something. is just Bob's uh, it's like roundabout way of telling us, but being like, I don't read fic, but you know, I'm looking at stuff on AO3 sometimes. I Well, no, I'll search it and just see how many hits it gets out of morbid curiosity. Oh, that's the reason. The lady doth protest I've too never, much. I have never seen porn. Ever. I just poke the head in every now and again. But out of morbid <laughs> curiosity, sometimes I see some things. Well, I, I, I put, a, I put a, a search term in the other day, and it got three hits. And I was like, oh, that was a lot less than... What was your search term? Grunkle Stan. But then I realized I spelled Grunkle wrong. How did you spell it? With a C instead of a K? I don't know. And then I fixed it, and then it was like 10,000 I was going to say, because I was like, (laughs) I don't know about that, friend. (laughs) Um, 
Well, that's one of the arguments. Like, I guess uh, there's a new Avatar movie coming out. Sure. And they re-released the original in theaters this weekend, I guess. And there's Uh been some chat about what kind of cultural impact did the first movie have. And it was like, one of the things people bring up is it's, it's like, if you go online on AO3, there is a, there is not a lot of fic for Avatar, the James Cameron Mm -hmm. one. And they're like, well, see, it didn't have that much of a cultural impact. There's like no fic for it, which I don't know how you, (laughs) that really gauges, but I saw that movie. I watched it. I was like, it's fine. And then I never thought about it again. And I know some people, they, like, got deep the fuck into Avatar. And I, I, I respect the brain rot. It can happen to the best of us. But, yeah, that's just... I have no desire to see the sequels. It didn't really have a lasting impact on me. I don't really care about the world. Well, and everything doesn't need to be picked apart. No. Sometimes no. things just are what they are. You can enjoy them, and you can move on down Move the on with your life. Right, exactly. It was a fine movie. It wasn't offensive. A yeah, little, you know, fine. tropey, but what big blockbuster isn't. Why is it taking so long to do another one? I'm sure there's some insane... How long has it been? Like 10 years, I want to say. No, it's that came more out than in that. 2009? That's right. So you're looking at 13 years? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of time between the first two Terminator, uh, Terminator and Terminator 2. It was about a decade, right? Ish? Eight years? Something like that. Bob, stop yawning. You're making me yawn, and I'm not even tired. I'm right. sure there's some technology that he wanted, because he's oh, a crazy sure. person. Oh yeah, James Cameron is a maniac. So gotta develop some technology or camera setup or something. I just have no interest. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay, you know. Me either. It's I get it, but not for me. Hey, something we do have interest in. I heard something began filming today. I know. <laughs> you think, you think you're going to come into my house. <laughs> uh, uh, Our Flag Means Death season two mm. started filming today. Oh, you I need something I... else to watch because The Witcher season three wrapped a few weeks ago. So now I get to watch uh, uh, something that will actually release some behind the scenes footage. Unlike the object of my current destruction of my mind. Yes, Alex, what were you saying? Well, I was going to say, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or even to you guys, but... I uh, watched Thor Love and Thunder, and it was, like, pretty disappointing. That's what I heard. It was just way worse than Ragnarok, like, dramatically worse than Ragnarok. The way I've heard it put is that you had Ragnarok, which was this, like, oh, a breath of fresh air. And then Disney was like, oh, look, a breath of fresh air. But you got to, can you do this? And and how about, and, and they just got their fingers. Well, their fingers got all in there, and it just it wasn't anywhere near as good as Ragnarok was. Well, they um, is how I heard tri- they tried to do too much in one movie. First Which is off, always a it's always death. And I think Taika, I think it was actually I feel like Disney was too hands off, mm. and they just let him do whatever he wanted. Because it was Taika to high hell. Yeah. And what I mean is Ragnarok had funny stuff, but it was still a semi-serious movie and the action was good and it wasn't just a all-out comedy the whole way through. I have you know heard what I mean? that the jokes in this one, they try to like really hammer them home. At the whole movie's a comedy. Yeah. Like 
and then the which is weird the, when you have a bad guy played by Christian Bale called like yeah what, what's his and Thor, he's not the joking around killer. at all and that, and that, yeah and that's my point is you have all this shit where it's a joke the whole way through but then you have these really jarring moments where suddenly you're switching to Christian Bale and he's playing it like he's in this serious like hardcore movie right and then we're back to jokes yeah the tonal whiplash like yeah it was all it's over like you're, the place you're killing me here and uh do you do you know the general what the general mighty thor storyline is the the, the, the natalie Jane portman Foster. character yeah, yeah yeah i have a general idea so yes. i think most people do i'm not worried about spoiling it because that's out there i guess but, i don't know that bob cares not really yeah there you go well the general the gist of it in the comics, and they pretty much did the same thing in the movie, just rushed through heavily, is Jane Foster gets cancer, and I believe the same thing happened in the comics, which is when um, Thor and Jane Foster were together, Thor at one point basically wishes Mjolnir to protect her forever, Mm -hmm. if it can. And so when she gets cancer, Molinier is like in pieces or whatever. I'm saying that wrong too. I know. I can't fucking say it. Um, oh, yeah. Mo- no, I Molnir, was like, no, you're fine. Mo- you're totally whatever. fine. The hammer. <laughs> Thor's hammer. Molinier? I don't fucking yeah. know. Something Norse. The hammer starts to call out to her because she's dying from cancer. And um, she goes and takes the hammer. But the gist of the storyline, if I'm blowing through it, is that she gets the power of Thor, but while she's Thor, her body can't heal itself from the cancer. So essentially being Thor is killing her. And um, in the comics, it's more like she goes out and do does stuff. You see her saving people. You see her being Thor because in the comics, Thor became unworthy. Mm-hmm. So he's not worthy of the hammer. So that's why she partially why she got it. Um but in this, they just blow through it. Like, she gets the hammer. You never see her actually really do anything. Like, Thor's off romping and rolling with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which really should have been a whole movie rather than, like, five minutes. And um, he's just joking around, laughing, having a good time the whole time, whatever. Horrendous stuff's happening around him. He's joking around the whole fucking time. <laughs> and... uh he finally like shows back up on earth and she's there kicking ass. And he's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> why, why do you have my hammer? And it's just like instant reveal that it's her, but she never really does anything in the whole movie. And by the time you basically see her in the movie, like they kind of do like a throwaway of like, Oh yeah, she's been here saving us, protecting us. Yeah. Yeah. Like they never show it. Right. They tell it, which is the worst. Yeah like it's a movie and by the time he's then back she's already on the brink of death because being thor has drained her of all of her life so when she's thor she's like looking great she looks healthy she's got long blonde hair when she's not thor her hair is gray she looks terrible she's all white and pale you know and Basically, in the end, you know, of course, she has to become Thor one last time to save the day sort of thing. But it should have almost been like its own separate movie or this should have been the Mighty Thor should have been like a TV, like one of the Disney Plus TV shows or something to make it 
like to give it its due its time sure sure rather than just we've jammed it all into this one movie and the whole thing's a fucking joke and that's what i mean the whole thing's a joke except for these jarring sequences with christian bale and we're Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman dying of cancer. And Natalie Portman's right. dying of cancer. Right. And it's like, we're jumping all over the place. It doesn't link together. And then the comedy is all way over the top and just drilled into the ground. Like, like they beat the horse to death. That's what I've heard. Which is a shame because I think you can do, you can thread that needle. It's just hard to do. Yeah, I, I was... thought the second uh, Guardians of the Galaxy did it rather well. Because you're laughing, you're having fun through that movie, and then you're sobbing at the end there. Yeah, and I thought, you know, when... I think it was at the end of Endgame, right, where Thor goes off with the Guardians. I thought we were going to get a movie with them. I thought so, too. But So that's a letdown, too. Well, I think what happened is you were supposed to... Them firing James Gunn for, you know, whatever the tweets were from, like, a thousand years ago kind of put a big wrench into all of like the guardians plans maybe and then by the time they were like oh fuck me he had already been like shooting schedules i'm doing the suicide squad so you're gonna have to fucking wait so that's why we're i think that really kind of cocked everything up and then covid happened cocking things up further and yeah which is a shame because i would have loved to see the promise of that premise it could be awesome Thor fucking around the galaxy with the with the yeah. Guardians. That sounds like a good fucking time. Oh, and then you kind of allow them to fight bigger threats because you have fucking Thor there. Right, exactly. You know? And I don't, I don't know. You just, run into, I, it's that you run into the same what? problem of just diminishing returns with all this stuff because it's just kind of like, okay. I was just let down by Love and Thunder. Not because, like, even as a standalone movie, it's not very good. Like nothing's very good about it. Like the that was my phone. It's upstairs. Okay. <laughs> it's just loud. Um the action wasn't very good. And I think people tried is the frustrating part. I think Hemsworth, he tried. He just didn't get the best script to work with. Because I think he really doesn't he was kinda like down on being Thor and then with Ragnarok that really it, kind of It rejuven it rejuvenated Thor. Yeah. For, Thor. Very for sure. much so. And I think he really enjoyed working with Taika and then Yeah. And the little bit like Russell Crowe is in there for like two seconds as Zeus and he's he is fucking hilarious while he's in there. But it's like so quick. Right. No, you're done. And Christian Bale tried, but it's to- his character is totally out of place in this movie. It's very wacky. I mean, here's the problem with Russell Crowe. If he was in the movie for longer than two seconds. He I mean, steals the whole show. No, I don't know. The, the 2022 Russell Crowe, I don't know. He kind of seems like a phone and an in kind of guy at this point. Hasn't he earned that, Bob? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Man, he was so good in Gladiator. I was just thinking. The yeah, same which thing. was so long ago. Yeah, no, Gladiator is no. like twenty-one years ago, man. Yeah, but that movie is still perfect. Oh, no arguments <laughs> like, here. That movie holds up. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Flawless. It's a delight from start to finish. That music. Hans really showing up for you. And that's the funny thing when we over talk about it. Hans Zimmer is in all these fucking movies. He's all over the place. And he always kills it. Oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. Even shitty Man of Steel had great music. Man of Steel did have really good music. 
We, you know, Russell Crowe was also in that for a blink of an eye. Yes, we we had a more than a blink of an eye. I would say he's he's like fucking around. Okay, in there. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's what he's it's more he's than a cameo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. I think if you think about like <laughs> Russell Crowe begat Henry Cavill, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Total sense. If you think about like what's crazy about movies and music, I mean, there's like only a handful of composers who have like really had big who are consistently killing it yeah and then they just start getting called for everything well yeah i mean think about it like john williams for how long hans zimmer of course hans shows up for you no matter what it is though i would say yeah he's the, he doesn't he doesn't have the phone it in setting no well, none of these composers, I, I don't think any of the composers really do. Who's the other guy? Um, he's done a bunch of Pixar stuff. Gian something. Mm-hmm. It's not Gian Greco. Mm. That's, that's, do you know who I'm talking about? No. He did Up. He's done... <sighs> he's done a bunch of Pixar stuff. I can see his name like written on the screen, and I just cannot pronounce it. And I also want to say Giancarlo, but that's not it either. No, but what did we decide he he'd be? We were, I, oh, we were ca- what were we casting? Bioshock. It was Bioshock. Yes. Because I'm like, why isn't Joey Beatty going to be in this Bioshock movie? Because brain rot. But that should also just be a show, right? Yeah. It Can you do Bioshock like as a movie? Easier. Well, I always felt like Mass Effect should be a TV show. It's Michael too hard Giacchino. to. S- there it is. It's too much content to squeeze into a movie. Well, and aren't they trying to do something with Mass Effect? You always hear that. It's Mass Effect and Bioshock there, right? have been getting bounced around like something's going to happen with them for, I don't know, 55 really years. Really coming up on 20 years, yeah. Because <laughs> Bioshock came out in 2006. Yeah. They did, a good jo- they did a good job on those kind of remasters where they... Oh, upgraded yeah. the textures without like changing the look of the game, raise the resolution of frame rate, that type of stuff. Who? What are the other big composers? Isn't that Howard Shore. Danny R- Elfman. R. Kelly. Danny Elfman. Who? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Yeah. Mm. My favorite thing of the 50 last... Cent. I think this year was people, uh, uh, Danny Elfman playing Coachella... And just being like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to play like all my classics from all like the, sh- the movies that I've done. <laughs> and people are in there like, why is he playing the Batman theme? And it's like, bitch, because he composed that shit. And it's great. Who was the one who composed that NBA on NBC theme? You remember that song? That's John Williams. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. NBA on NBC. Never mind. I was thinking NBC Nightly News. No, yeah. yeah. You don't remember that NBA on NBC theme? No. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's incredible. Like we don't. We're gonna get copyrighted. No, 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 don't yeah, play yeah, it no, no, no. I was just curious. I'm not. I'm not sure. I know this at all. No, you'd know it if you heard it, for sure. Hmm. It's like either NBA on NBC or ABC. One of the two. Anyway. John Tesh. Hmm. Was the uh, composer. No, that's like the. There's like two. TV network sports themes and one of them was that and the other one is the NHL on ESPN theme Hmm. if you remember that one those are like the go-to all-time sports themes Hmm. you know who else was good 
um, Clint Mansell. Oh, yeah. His stuff is very good. And he actually did work on Mass Effect 3. He did do... The music for Mass Effect 3 it was, was... great. It's a great soundtrack. Awesome. The music was great for all of those games. Yeah. I he do- did work with... Um, what's his nuts? Oh, why can't, I can't think of... Uh, Requiem for a Dream director. Darren... Darren... Uh, Darren... Now, that is not a fun watch. No, that's how I've seen it once. Thanks, I'm good. <laughs> Scrub my my brain, please. I never that, need to think about this movie again. That is not a fun watch. No. That is a pure depression watch. That's what we call a rough sit. <laughs> I don't have the information in front of me, but did you guys see there's a new season of The Challenge? Mainline Challenge Proper on Challenge? I did not, yeah. no. I believe Bananas is back. Oh, he's coming Ooh. back, huh? I thought you could look this up, Bob, but I'm pretty sure. Um, I know they have Tori and Jordan on the same season. Okay. I'm sure to terrorize each other. I mean, that's the only reason you do these things, right? I believe Laurel is back. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. They, they, I think they're pulling people from other stupid shows that nobody cares about still, but they've brought back enough people that hopefully just stay around for a while right. and don't get fucked by some bullshit because I want a full season of Laurel terrorizing women who have no idea what's going on. That's what I want. You want That's the, you want the want. notebook moment again. Yeah. But to women who don't know who they're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get fucking wrecked when they, <laughs> when they attempt to uh, uh, step. I could take her. her. Like, She's a little old now. Oh, sweet pea. <laughs> My sweet summer child. <laughs> it appears to be a partner's uh, season. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like friends, right, or something. Like people who actually get along. Uh, I can't remember. The challenge, ride or die. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like best friends. Interesting. Yeah. This is... I'm trying... I'm trying to see if the partners are listed. I'm, I'm going through the cast. Do we know when this comes out? It's pretty soon. Amber... Oh, okay. Amber B. She's back. Chauncey Palmer. I don't know who that is. Some of them are just going to be people we don't know. Yeah. Nam is back. Emmy Russ. Devin is back. Tori. Fessy. (sighs) Mariah J. I would be so upset if Fessy got eliminated right out of the gate. God, I'd be upset. So, so sad. Jack Maddox. Kayla's back. Sam Bird, Turbo. Ooh. Turbo. Oh, did they get Turbo to agree in writing that he won't kill anybody? Because <laughs> he was close that one time. <laughs> was, it, was it Jordan? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Actually, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Jordan. <laughs> so are they going to be able to get along? They got him all charged up against Jordan. That was that one year I where... I mean, look at this picture. <laughs> like, he's the best. I'm excited. It was when the UK was like running circles around the other team, wasn't it? And it was yeah, just and like Jordan this is... got him so riled up, he got himself thrown off yeah. the show. <laughs> it was just like this... yeah, it was like, dude, this is challenge 101. They're gonna fuck with you to see if you'll eliminate mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, Tamara Alfaro, Nelson, Nelson's always good TV. Nurse Mateo, he's so stupid. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Jay is back. Which what Jay? The climber Jay. Oh, is that the guy who like beat CT in that elimination when it was fat CT? Yeah. 
That was when CT was like, this is my lowest point. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm going to come. I lost to this dork. I'm going to come back and destroy you all. Michelle Fitzgerald, uh, Horatio Gutierrez, Olivia Kaiser, Kim Trenka, Colleen Schneider. Yeah, see, it's like a lot of Johnny Middlebrooks, Raven Rochelle, Tommy Bracco. Annalise Talavera, Johnny Bananas. Now, but you remember, this is what Nani. they should do. Do you remember, was it last season of The Real Challenge where the veterans all got together and said, let's do this old school and eliminate all the new people first? They need to do that, that again. that was the problem with the year before, wasn't it? Yeah. Where they didn't the vets have all that took conversation. Each other out. And it was like, what are you idiots doing? Yeah, I want a look. Even if they all got a band together and don't like each other for a while, great. But I need Bananas and Laurel to hang around for a while, yeah. okay? Yes. Oh, look, Anissa's back. Well, let's oh, let's Darrell, sweetie. Let's Veronica, consolidate our power, Casey, and let's let's make sure that we get past whatever the midpoint is. Yeah, let's all get paid. And let's then hang it's out. then it's let's go. Yeah, that's what they should do. We'll see what happens. If, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh, fucking reality TV, these losers. All reality TV sucks ass, except for the challenge. The real challenge. Yeah, the real challenge. You like guys like challenge all-stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the all-star stuff is good. No, we're we're specifically digging at this CBS bullshit. Yeah, the CBS horse shit, that doesn't count. And some of these recent seasons of the challenge, like the last one was good, but there were there've been, been some, some in here pretty that have been stinkers. We've everything had some stinkers, yes. everything since like Vendetta's has been suspect. Yeah. With some exceptions. If if you if for some reason you're listening to this and you think, "Wow, these three people are so intelligent. I should really <laughs> listen to their opinion." If you're going to start on the challenge, start on the challenge rivals and you'll have at least 10 seasons of pure joy and fun. Now, I after might that, say dual two. OK, you can go back a little bit, but I'm just saying that rival is a safe bet for like current challenge. See, here, here's 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 my problem with recommending rivals one as your is, starter season. is what it got you into the challenge and now you love it. Well, here's hear me out. The problem is. <laughs> It is almost peak challenge, and you're starting off with that. Yeah, that's how you hook people. But there are a good couple of seasons that right before Rivals that I think are worth watching. I think doing it the way we did it, though, starting with Rivals, and then maybe going back and getting a little bit more of the backstory for those seasons works. Because Rivals is like a perfect season. Because you you come into Rivals, and that's that's the... that that's pretty much the end of the Kenny and Evan, Kenny and Evan bananas Alliance. And, um, but you're right. I mean that the next 10 seasons, I think the only season in there that's really not good is battle of the seasons. Yeah. You could skip battle of the seasons if you want to, but if you watch like 10 episodes of the challenge and then you come back, hit us up on our non-existent social media and we'll tell you what else to avoid. I'm around. We know way too much about the challenge. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm telling you, it's there's there's the opportunity here to be like like the foremost archive of challenge. Oh no 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 no. We we were not even close. I mean, 
you hear some of these people out Same, there if you wanted who to be. are truly yeah we're not histo- we're not going to be the historians but what we can be are the people with the right opinions that's right yeah, we're exactly. because i do see a lot of people with bad opinions out there there are a lot of there are people who like people fessy. who yeah people like fessy i don't get people, i don't understand hey, that at least at we all. don't have both of them who's the who's the female fessy what's her name or nani's girlfriend I don't know if they're even still together. I Casey? Casey. She's on the season. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Why do they bring back these boring people? Here's the problem with Casey. It's just like, I don't understand with last season how you can go back and be like, yeah, I'm still allied with Fessy after he fucking quit on you in the final. She oh, yeah. not be. Oh, well, that, that last season, yeah, yeah. she was. That was I was, like, infuriated with that. He quit on you. He threw you under the bus. <laughs> and Fuck didn't, that guy. didn't quit on you. Uh, just threw you right under the bus. And then he backed it up a few times. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not See, lying with you anymore. Doesn't Josh isn't on there, though, was he? I didn't know Josh was not on that list. Uh, see, Josh should be there instead of Fessy. I would take Josh over Fessy. I will oh, yeah. agree. I appreciate Easily. Josh's because, particular brand of idiocy. Yes. Yeah, because there's nothing more satisfying than Josh thinking he's got his way, and then it just completely pulled away from him. But wasn't there... There was some shit a few seasons ago, though, wasn't there? There was. And he might be... Uh, I'm taking don't a step know. back, yeah. but and I don't want to yeah. reiterate here because it's the kind of it's, thing that it, is none no of our one, business. No one know it's unclear. We don't know, so I'm not going to repeat it. It's but, pure speculation, right? Um, I'll just say that I liked Josh on the challenge because unlike a lot of these people who were just playing characters and they're not even entertaining characters. Oh, it's just Josh. Josh is being Josh That's because Josh. he tries. He tries to keep it together, but Josh has a fucking hair trigger. Mm-hmm. It's like great. someone else at this table and they can't contain what? themselves once they get to that level. So that's pure real Josh. How dare you compare me to Josh? Yeah. How yeah. dare you? Hey, Josh is a, uh, Josh drives me nuts sometimes, but he is entertaining. He's good TV. And, and that's so this is so bananas talked about this on a podcast. Um, earlier this year and basically the point he was getting at was like these fucking younger generation of challenge players just don't like somehow don't get that this is a tv show like you're trying to make an entertainment product like yeah you want to win because it's a big pot of money but you know it's the odds of you winning are low you're going to try, but the odds of you winning are low. But if you're a good character and you come back season after season after season, yeah, one career, baby, you, your odds of winning go up, but also exactly. You have a career. Yeah. You've got constant income, something that you can build and on. Not only that, right. You can parlay that into other shit. Yeah. Get a whole personal brand. Remember when Johnny got a show on NBC or something? Like, yes. was he hosting that sh- some show on NBC? He was yeah. like a talk show or something for a while. No, there. it was like a wasn't it kind of like a travel show? Like he'd go around and do stuff. I don't know. I didn't I watch it. Was a talk it. Show. Oh, yeah, I, I don't remember. Either, so I yeah, I don't know. I never watched it. But no, Sorry. parlay Sorry, that Johnny. shit, man. You. Get in there. Grab those fifteen minutes. Well, yeah. The other thing he said, I, and I can't remember who his guest. It might have been Brad that particular week. Or no, it was Mark. It was the Mark Long interview. 
and they were talking about how like a lot of the newer challengers they're like they think they can accomplish like the cult of personality that a banana's cultivated over 10 years no. like overnight and it's like, see no, but this it doesn't, can i tie this happen. back to this like it's this algorithmic way of thinking you know yeah it's just like, oh, I don't have to do all, like, the work involved. I just, like, that one thing just needs to catch, and then I'll be, like, the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the way anything works. No. No. Like, how are you going to do... You cannot, over the course of whatever Johnny's challenge career has been, just, I'm just thinking of that moment where he's behind the fight happening, and he's biting his fist... Oh my just god! Just the perfect way. He's always like, "I'm gonna make sure my ass is on that screen, reacting or just being yeah. great in any any way that I can." That fighting, scratching, clawing for TV time—that's not gonna happen over the course of a season. No, especially I mean, look not- at look at how long it. If you go back, and this is why this is one of the reasons why I think it's worth going back further in the challenge. Like, and, and you, what was it? Fresh meat was. Johnny's first season and he was eliminated in the very first week. Like there was heartbreaking to watch. There are, it takes him a while to become Johnny bananas. I don't think he started on fresh meat, but he did get eliminated fast. Whenever he started, it was the, I remember it was him versus Tyler because fresh meat is actual new people that didn't come from the real world or road rules. Oh, you're right. And he came from real world. Maybe I can't remember what season it was. Yeah, he might start in like the duel or something like it that. Might, maybe. Whenever he started, whenever it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't fresh meat. Okay, yeah, you're right. But yeah, no, it's like it took him a while to become Johnny Bananas. It wasn't. I think Rivals was his first. No, the, he won on the island. Well, he was definitely. But the, yeah, he was definitely more willing to play second fiddle to Kenny and Evan. Yeah. Although he did start to assert himself more, and then he let Kenny go clean up his fucking messes. Because <laughs> Kenny was more like, Kenny was an asshole, don't get me wrong, but Kenny could go around and charm people. He had the both sides do his personality, whereas Johnny's just like all asshole all the time. <laughs> For a you either, while. You either love him or hate him. And then he kind of, I would say he started to soften and morph a little bit the later on you went. He wasn't as well, once big you of get, an Yeah, well, CT kind of did the same thing, right? Where it's like, hey, I'm not the pure physical monster that I was, so now I'm going to pick my spots more where I'll dominate these idiots. Until I don't he know. reached rock bottom, and then he was like, nah, nah, I'm yeah. going to physically dominate again. Fuck these people. Yeah, I'm going to, like, fuck but dad bod pick, CT. But he's still picking his spots, though. Yeah, he is. CT, if you want to see peak CT, that was Rivals, where he's just going around telling everybody, I'm going to rip your fucking head off. It's the house versus him. Yeah. And the guys are desperately trying to eliminate They're him. They're all scared of him. And failing every And the time. only reason he didn't win that season is because Adam tanked it. Probably through on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Which, hey, if, uh, if CZ had done to me what he did to Adam... You'd have to consider it. I, w- I would consider it. It would be a strong consideration. It sure. wasn't the amount of money back then it is now. Now you'd be like, damn, I'd rather have the half a million dollars oh, than definitely. stick it to this guy. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Oh, the challenge. That is just the most vicious thing ever on that show. That well, anytime CT you're... Anytime oh, you're, yeah, you got him good. 
Oh, that, yeah. I mean, he cranked him a few times. <clears throat> oh, it actually, I, actually shows Adam's ability to take a punch because there were a few in there that would knock out most people. Yep. I just remember in Rivals, they had that big, like, fucking swan thing, remember? And they put it in somebody's bed, and it took, like, four of the guys to move it. And then CT comes over, grabs it with one arm, and just moves it out of the bed. And it's like, yeah, I'd be fucking terrified of him, too. One of my favorite things on Rivals is in the final, and I love Wes. He is such entertaining TV to me. Um, But when he's like... I'm going to break the ball and stuff the shards of rock in my socks. In my socks. Yeah. That wasn't the smartest <laughs> decision I've ever seen. It was amazing. They were, it was probably one of those where they're sitting there and the producer is like, he goes, hey, can I just break this and stuff it in my socks? And they're like, sure. <laughs> sure. You Have fun. Why not? Baby? Go for go, it, You know, you go for it. Are honey. you willing to sign a form that we're not liable for your tendons snapping right now? <laughs> <laughs> I have destroyed my ACL. <laughs> oh, you know, another one of my f- favorite things that ever happens on the challenge is anytime like someone genuinely can't figure out a puzzle, especially an easy puzzle. And at the end, the producer shows them how to do it. And they're like, oh, <laughs> wow i'm stupid <laughs> but but to be fair that's to happened them, to Corey multiple well, yeah, Cor- times Corey, on tv but to be fair there is two levels of that there's just idiots like your casey's or Corey. but then there's holy shit i'm fucking exhausted yeah. and there's a bunch of pressure oh, on me definitely yeah because that's that's and the then game, you combine right? that with stupidity and you have a very dangerous combination indeed. yes indeed Oh my God! What was that one? It was Corey, and I can't remember who. And they're just sitting there forever. Yeah, you see some people who are doing these puzzles, and you're going, "Man, you are definitely a product of the American public education <laughs> school system, right here." What? And then, what? And, then what? and then, CT, who would present himself as the biggest meathead you've ever met, will just walk up and solve some puzzle in two seconds. But that's the other thing. He knows what he's been on the show enough. He knows what to expect. So yeah. it's not just training and being a freak beast. He does the 10 grams and like that kind of yeah. shit. And the puzzles, he knows what kind of puzzles they're going to. Yeah, because you can train your mind to figure this stuff out faster. Definitely. Yeah. But even even <clears throat> CT, I mean, on this, um, this last season he was on where he won, like he... He had that one puzzle that he struggled with, but that's just, you know, sometimes you're just that tired or you're just no, that you're mentally up. exhausted. Right. Exactly. Which is, yeah, I mean, I love the challenge. <laughs> I have another, a couple more topics. A couple. A couple more, yeah. Um, one, I don't know if you remember this game, Erica. It's pretty old at this point, but I've started playing Dying Light. Uh. Uh, which one is that? This is like the parkour zombie game. I definitely you're, remember you're the You're killing name. zombies, but you're also trying to avoid them. You're jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Well, anyways, this is like a early Xbox One game, I think. So when this game came out, the resolution was awful. The frame rate didn't hold 30 FPS. Tons of motion blur. It just wasn't a fun time. And that's why I think I stopped playing it, was it was just too much for the Xbox One, which, to be fair... 
most games were too much for the Xbox One. <laughs> but anyways, Dying Light 2 came out, and what they did smartly, I think, to kind of help promote it is they updated Dying Light 1 for the Series X and the S. Mm-hmm. So now you can play it in like 60 FPS, 1440p. And that's really all they did. Like they didn't upgrade the textures or anything. Like it doesn't look as good as the PC version or something. But they just did it where it made made it playable. And, you know, one, it's just super fun to kind of climb and jump on things and try to figure out a path totally through rooftops so you're not on the street getting your ass kicked by 35 zombies. But two, they have all these various DLC packs in the game that are free, and they're mostly just cosmetics. But they also give you access to the one of the things in the game is it kind of has like one of those um, weapon systems where the weapons break over time as you use them. And you can repair them and upgrade them a few times, things like that. Um, But one of the packs they had in was a Left 4 Dead 2 weapon pack. And for some reason, I don't remember Left 4 Dead 2, one of the weapons you can craft is an electric guitar. (laughs) I didn't play a lot of Left 4 Dead 2. I played a lot of the first one, but yeah, I don't. So Hmm. anyways, one of them is this electric guitar and it's good. And, And you can do this with any weapon. But specifically with this electric guitar, it is very satisfying to swing this like a baseball bat and the zombie's head just explodes. And you know how sometimes there's just stuff like that in video games that just feels satisfying as shit? Yeah, and that's what this is. (laughs) And that's really all I had to say about that game. (laughs) It's just super satisfying to swing things at zombies' heads and watch them explode. explode. I'll also say... This game has a day-night cycle, and at night, all the zombies become faster, more dangerous, and more dangerous variants come out. And when I mean night, I mean fucking night. There's, like, no lights. Love it. You can't see shit. And if you turn on your flashlight, then they see the flashlight. I like that. (laughs) So, And you're just getting chased by all these zombies that are super fast. And uh, me and the loyal listener, Henry Cavill... We were playing this co-op, and after a few times we did it at night, and we were trying, because at night you get double experience for your skills. So we tried a few times doing it at night, and we were like, you know what? I just don't think it's worth the risk. (laughs) 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 Love it. My other thing, and uh, I know Bob and I had differing opinions on this, so it's perfect podcast fodder. Mm-hmm is uh, NVIDIA announced the new RTX 4000 series graphics cards. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you'll be shocked to learn they're redonkulously expensive. Um, They announced three cards, and this is part of it that I find scum. This is the part that I find scummy, not the prices. But they announced a 12 and 16 gig RTX 4080. The lower end one being $900.00. The higher end one being twelve hundred, and then they announced an RTX forty ninety that's sixteen hundred for the true lunatics. But where this is scummy is usually when there's two graphics cards that have the same model number but different RAM amounts, that's all that's different. But on these, the twelve gigabyte forty eighty is clearly, if you look at the spec sheet, clearly a much worse card than the 16 gigabyte 4080. So really what it is, is it's a 4070 that they don't want to call a 4070 for some reason. 
And I think I, I find it scummy because what's going to happen is people are going to go and they're going to buy PCs or they're going to search for graphics cards and they're just going to go, oh, it's a 4080 and buy it, not knowing that they're actually getting a worse product. Your response. No, yeah, that's pretty scummy. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Now, the other thing, of course, is the pricing. And there's a couple things going on. One, like you said. There's been a huge scalper market for the RTX 3000 series for like years now. That's just finally disappearing after mm-hmm. like literally two or three years. And, um, you know, I obviously they saw people are willing to pay massive markups for these cards, like mm-hmm. insane markups. Um, like the 30, a lot of these 3000 series cards are still over MSRP. You can just actually go buy them from Amazon or whoever now. But they're not what they were listed at originally. You know, and these scalpers were selling them at like double the price and shit. I mean, they were they were getting scalped hard because of the crypto mining stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, I'm one, I'm interested to see if that happens again. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is because they've raised the prices so much. So, to give you an example, the equivalent... An RTX 3080, the MSRP was like 700, and now it's 1200 for the equivalent 4000 series card. Mm. That's a massive increase yes. in price. Um, and part of it apparently is that Samsung manufactured the 3000 series, and TMMs, TMSC is it TSMC or <clears throat> TMSC? No idea. Anyways, one of the two, they're another chip manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They have a new process that the smaller chip that NVIDIA wanted to use. But because of all the chip shortages, they used to give a 20% discount on bulk orders. Like when you would, you know, companies would order massive amounts of chips at the same time. That 20% discount is gone. Yeah. So not only is it costing NVIDIA 20% more to pay for these chips, yeah. but then they also want to make way more money. Yeah. I mean, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, this doesn't surprise me at all with the supply chain issue. Um, You know, when the 30, when NVIDIA was putting the the 3000 series out, I mean, those contracts and everything were, were probably put in place well before covid covid and any shortages and then they were probably locked in on pricing right right so um there's that um what my other thought though is you know the scalp market was so high for so long that it just taught nvidia that people will pay this price yeah and it's crazy yeah, because these cards are not worth that much money. They're just not. They're not. It's not. It's not worth it to go buy an RTX 3080 and pay fifteen hundred dollars. Like it's insane. Well, I mean, it's not worth it to you. But I mean, if somebody's paying it, paying that price that's being asked, it's worth it to them. I yeah. Yes. I mean, it, here's the thing: if if NVIDIA is really making, you know, just a, a metric ass loads on with this price, like in profit per card on uh, on this pricing scheme. You know, the next 
the next line of AMD cards could easily undercut them. Well, and that is the speculation that NVIDIA has this new generation of cards called RDNA 3 coming out. Mm -hmm. And the speculation is AMD may very well come in and dramatically undercut them with a very similar, like, power level of card, performance card. Yeah. And if that happens, NVIDIA does have a big problem because I think sort of like Intel versus AMD, people generally prefer buying Intel, but AMD sometimes comes out with some excellent products that are also priced very effectively. And you saw what happened is Intel had to come out, they had to weigh up their game chip-wise, and they had to drop prices. Mm -hmm. And the the very same thing could happen again if AMD wants it to. Oh if yeah! They have the, if they have the the chip, if they if they've got a chip, if they've got good marketing, and you know the the Nvidia cards are just that, you know that expensive. I, you know it, it's it's interesting because when when you're like when you're selling a product, it's you know you're you're you you're going to be looking to make a certain percentage on that product, right? In general, and um you know you can price higher than that but will people pay it you know and that's that's always and if people will pay it by all means but that's why we have competition that's you know so well, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out i've seen a lot of theories online about what people how people think this is all going to shake out and you know some of it seems very um plausible but uh i'm yeah i don't know well and the other interesting thing going on at the same time is that right before this 4000 series announcement evga came out and said we're not going to make nvidia graphics cards anymore and evga if you don't know is the premier board manufacturer for nvidia graphics cards like Mm. Apparently, they were responsible for something like 40% of NVIDIA's graphics cards sold. Um, Big slam, and they're, and they're known And they're known for having the best cards, the best customer support. I mean, there are stories out there of people having cards failing that are four or five generations old, and EVGA sending them brand new cards as a make good. Oh, wow. Like, crazy good warranties, strong customer support, and... Um, their CEO basically came out a couple weeks ago and he was like, I'm so fed up with dealing with NVIDIA that we no longer want to be in business with them and we're just going to take the hit because they make other stuff too. But he said graphics card sales are about 80% of our yearly income, our profits. Oh, fuck. So, you know, we're going to have to make changes, but I can't deal with NVIDIA anymore. Wow. Well, that must have been, yeah, well, wow. Apparently, there's stuff going on like when the cards are in a pre-release state, they can't get any information out of NVIDIA, like what are the MS, what's the MSRP going to be, when are we going to get chips. They can't get the drivers from them to test that the graphics card is working correctly. They aren't getting anything out of NVIDIA, and he's just sick of it. Because this is like one of NVIDIA's things. If you go read about NVIDIA online, NVIDIA treats everyone like shit. They treat all their board partners like shit. They treat the tech press like shit. Because they're NVIDIA and they can do whatever they want, essentially. 
Now, I don't know why you have to treat everyone like shit, but they can get away with it because they're NVIDIA. There's, there are some companies out there that that's just the way they operate. And it's very infuriating because I, I think... I think it's very possible to to throw your weight around without being a complete dick about it. Um, Agreed. You know, I mean, you can come out and say, listen, we're, you know, we're the biggest, we're the best, and you're going to pay our, and if you want our product, you're going to pay without being a complete asshole. Yeah. And like, if if you've got NDAs in place, if you've got, um, you know, you're taking appropriate security measures. There's no reason why you can't be sharing these things with your partners. You know, it's just, it's, it's kind of insane. I mean, if, if that's 80% of their business, that's insane that they would take that step. Well, it must've been like you said, something very egregious then, or it was just like, we're going to start going in a different direction. I mean, I, and he said at the same time, and I don't want to, He's like, I don't want to make graphics cards for AMD or Intel either. So it's not like they're pivoting. Right. It's just, I'm done with this graphics card shit. I can't take it anymore. And they even said, like, and this is kind of goes to their what I'm talking about, where people talk about their customer support. He even said, you know, we have 3000 series cards that we could sell, but we're going to hold them back in case people need them for replacements or stuff like that. So until we run out of cards, we'll still keep, you know, honoring our warranties and stuff like that. But once we do, that's kind of it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like playing hardball with NVIDIA. We'll see. I mean, mean, you'd think if we're talking about if they really were responsible for 40% of NVIDIA's sales, you would think that there's a huge demand for graphics cards out there. Someone else will step in and fill that gap, but that's assume people have that's assuming people have the manufacturing capability, because mm-hmm. EVGA was manufacturing these boards themselves. Right. So if if no one has the capability to fill in this space, that could actually hurt Nvidia dramatically. Yeah. Well, and they may be doing that to be like, okay, yeah, see how much that we can hit you. Well, and, you, and like I said, you already have a lot of people talking that maybe they'll just skip this 4,000 generation and wait unless in case the, unless the prices go down or something. Because the truth is, cards like an RTX 3080, which again, are not cheap cards. I mean, we're talking seven to $800 cards. I mean, these are not cheap graphics right. cards. But these are still more than good enough for most applications. I mean, I see... I've seen an RTX 3080 running Call of Duty Warzone at 4K 150 FPS. I mean, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're not we're not talking about piles of shit here. Well, and I think that that kind of speaks to another issue, which is, you know, you're getting to a point where you there are they really selling enough graphics cards year over year to justify it? You know, and maybe that's, maybe NVIDIA will be fine with them in the end, you know, uh, with EVGA dropping out because they know they're not going to sell them any cards. 
and that's part of and that's part of the other reason for the price increase because they've got to make up that somehow. So well, I, it, yeah. And the other thing you had mentioned that I vehemently disagree with is maybe we're going to see in future console generations the console manufacturers raise the prices because obviously consoles have also been getting scalped hard yeah. for an extremely long time. But I I think it's totally different because NVIDIA, the graphics cards are their market. That's what they want to do. They want to sell graphics cards. They want to make as much of a profit as they can. Whereas console manufacturers, the business traditionally, and things can change, but the business traditionally has been sell the console at either a tiny loss or a tiny profit and get it out, get as many as you can out there and sell software and we'll make money on the It'll software. It'll be the games that you make the money off of. Sure. And so I just don't think it's going to benefit them if if Microsoft or Nintendo or Sony come along and they say, well, sure, we could probably get away with selling this same console for six or $700 instead of $500. But if that results in a 30% reduction in hardware sales... It's not worth it. Well, that's where the that's where the math all comes into play, because what you what you're trying to do is to price it as high as you possibly can, with and and balance out. You know, well, you're trying to balance out what's good performance for the time when this console comes out that'll hopefully future proof it enough where this won't look like a pile of shit in two years while keeping the price reasonable, while hopefully making a small profit or not losing a shitload of money. Sure. I'm just saying if if the secondary market says people are willing to spend, you know, close to are willing to spend seven hundred and mass, they're not gonna ignore that. Yeah. You know, I mean it's just you're just leaving money on the table at that point. I think it is interesting, though, because, you know, the Sony raised the price of the PS5 in pretty much every region but the U.S. by yep. like $30, $40 just to paint on the region. But they even said it at the time, and, uh, you know, we could choose whether or not to take them at their word, is the reason they did that is because of currency changes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, currency values going down in a lot of countries. Well, that didn't really happen to the U.S. dollar. The, the the thing the thing that's weird about raising prices mid while a console is actively out is that is that's a pretty poison pill because what what's gonna what happens with a product is it comes out at that original MSRP and people are never gonna want to pay more than that ever they will go to great lengths not to um. So, at least if you're buying brand new from retail, right? I'm not talking about the scalpers. So, you know, so if you if you release it at, you know, $500 and then, you know, as the year goes on, you know, as years go on, you can, you, can, you know, cut $100 off of it in the holiday season, like in your second year or whatever it might be, that's fine. You can come down it's hard to go up if not impossible especially in some markets so what this 
what the scalping market of the COVID times has done is told Sony and Microsoft, you can start high. You can go a lot higher and then come down if you need to. It's that initial start point. And so I I would be surprised if they don't raise their prices. And probably not this gen. But I would say next-gen consoles, I would be really surprised if the prices weren't higher because people have said, we're going to pay it. Well, and the other interesting thing is when we would find out, I guess, in the near future maybe, is if there's another mid-generation hardware refresh like there was last time. Yeah. Now, I feel like my opinion and a lot of opinions out there are that you don't need one this time because these consoles didn't come out yeah. dramatically underpowered like the Xbox One and, to a degree, the PS4 were. Mm-hmm. Um, and there also hasn't been new technology right. to justify that. You know, there's no, like, 4K TV or anything like that. There's no, you know, people aren't going out and buying 8K TVs on mass or something. Right. You know? Um so there's not really anything to justify a mid-generation hardware refresh. That said, if there's an opportunity to part people from their money. Oh, they will take it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, see, this that's kind of the interesting thing about the whole scenario was all of these pricing numbers were decided by and large. Like 25 years ago? A long time ago, yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know... Uh, so who knows what will happen you know i i i think they probably will raise the price of the consoles at some point and and i'm not saying i would be shocked i'm not trying to say you're wrong i guess i'm just trying to say they're in the razor and razor blade business yeah so it's a little bit of a different thing it's a different market, but you're still selling a product. Yeah. And if you can charge more and get away with it, you will. There, the what's interesting about the 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 console market is you're playing a game of chicken between who announces console price. Well, there's first. that as well, because you don't want to have that big time egg on your face because essentially. If you're Microsoft, since you're always behind, at least right now, (laughs) in recent times, you always want to let Sony and Nintendo announce price first if their releases are going to line up with your hardware releases. Because if Microsoft announces, say, a $600 price point for a console, and Sony comes along and goes, you know what? $450. (laughs) And then it's like, we're fucked again for a whole generation, right? Yeah. So that's the dangerous game. Yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, there's people who make very, very large amounts of money. Because, I mean, here's a, here's the interesting thing about that, too. I mean, Microsoft has made some really serious gaffes in recent years um, with, you know, announcements and stuff. Um, and aside from that really bizarre, like, uh, $120 a year for gold thing or whatever that was. Oh, that was brutal. That was so dumb. But 
They their PR is mostly excellent when they're, it comes to Xbox. Their pricing people have done their job. They've kept things priced right. And so is Sony. So they're 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 doing you know, they're they're on pretty equal footing in that regard as far as how to price things. You know, they they do some other stupid ass shit, but they're not they're not losing consoles on price. I don't think. It's it's just so hard. And again, we don't know what their internal goals are. No, yeah. you don't. And you know, Microsoft's goal, it seems, for the near future is just to get as many people sub to Game Pass as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And if you start having more expensive hardware, that is very those are not two aligned goals then. Yeah, but the the problem is you you can have that goal and let's face it, Microsoft could as a company afford to sell Xboxes for $250. Sure. They could. But that doesn't mean they want to. No, exactly, cuz you still want to make as much money as you can when you can. Just because like you're playing a game of of price, you know, with pricing, but you know, just because you can sock it to 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 Sony, that doesn't mean you're going to take that risk. They 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 work at an equilibrium, and they know that. So, taking a hard swipe, like is is very risky, because okay, let's say you do massively undercut PlayStation. Well, okay great you sell some more consoles but now microsoft as a bigger company you know i can't what's the ceo's name um isn't it sante nadella or yeah he goes he goes to phil spencer and says phil why are we taking a loss on xboxes and then phil has to justify that and you know and he has to say not only did we, you know, get, get gain this many Xbox sales? We got this many Game Pass, and he, you have to be able to justify that completely, and then some. It is funny how things change so fast, and because if you remember around the time of the Xbox One release, where that was a total disaster, there was a lot of talk that maybe Microsoft should spin off Xbox and sell it, like as its own business. Mm-hmm. Um. And now Xbox is sort of one of the Microsoft golden children. You know, it's like right. Obviously, it's not like the pure money maker that like Office is, but it's right up there in terms of one of their core products. Yeah, they. Um, you got to give the Xbox team credit. They've done really amazing work, and they've made us a, uh, a really great division, by all accounts. There was something else on my mind, but I forgot. It must have been write them down, super man. important. Super. Have you seen this new um, movie uh, coming out in November? It's called The Menu. No. It's, no. It's, it's, it's a pretentious foodie movie starring Ralph Fiennes no. as a chef. Mm-mm. No. Okay. <laughs> I know nothing else. Good talk. It, it's got a, it's got a fun... <laughs> 
Have you heard of this anime called um, Big Boobs Bounce in Armor While Girls Fight? Because I'm going to watch that soon. That I have heard of. (laughs) And I will be watching you in joining it. In uh, joining you in watching it. Words. I looked that up immediately. I'm like, okay, what's it on? Hulu. (laughs) Now, Now I don't have to acquire it by other means. Hey, by the way. Some people have Paramount Plus. Not many. <laughs> there are there are Trek fans out there. I still think it's so funny going back to that that HBO Max in many ways was seen as the best streaming service. <laughs> and then they were like, you know what we And then do. WB just comes along and just chops the legs right out from under it. Let's just fuck it. You know, it's, it's well. And you want to talk about acquiring things? They're pulling the plug or pulling shit off of that. And the only way that you're going to be able to watch this shit anymore is if you acquire it. And to me, there ain't nothing wrong with that. What I think is so funny is like, so many times on this podcast, I will play devil's advocate on a business decision. Oh, that's what he's doing. He's not sympathetic. He's just playing. Devil's oh, we're advocate. not bootlicking. No, I, I mean, I, I, I do. It's there are times like I, I certainly don't like. There's a lot of things you call scummy that I don't think are scummy. And sometimes for me, it's just like, it's not like I think I'm more open to saying that there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't understand, and I'm interested in what those things are as much. Whereas I think your perspectives are more like this Fuck is what we see, and this is it's not what we want, and that's as far as you care, which is perfectly valid. You're the consumer. You you don't need to care about the behind the scenes stuff. I'm just curious about it, it from a business perspective. I felt like a little bit of another side swipe. Alex. It's not a side swipe. No, no, no. I I actually am interested in it from both directions. Yeah. Like when I talked about how Nvidia's costs are going up on the chips. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in it in both directions, but I also think, you know, $1,200 for graphics cards is fucking obscene. Yeah. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, as a consumer, that's going to be the most important number, and that's what's going to drive your decisions. But um, what here's my point, is that usually I can find, like, a sliver of something to grab onto to argue the counterpoint. But with WB, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. Like, what the fuck are they doing? They're just doing it because, <laughs> one, the CEO is like, well, no, it's the reality TV that's cheap to produce and makes a ton of money. So that's, and, what, we're, and that's prob- what we want. And he's probably not wrong. No, he's probably not wrong. But then you had... I, and you're, but you're, you're taking stuff off that's done. Like, how much does it cost just to host a show on a server... I mean, apparently, again, they're doing stuff behind the the scenes where it's they can write it off tax wise or whatever. I, I really don't know, but I think it's you're you're gonna see a lot of lost media that you don't have any other way of viewing. So if if you have other means of acquiring something, because some of the shit there never was a, a physical media for it. Yeah, you know, so no, it's just you how become, are you, you all you, you you're left with the only option, which is piracy. Right. If you don't, I've always said, if you don't give me a way to purchase something that I want to purchase, 
I'm going to find a way to get it. Or you don't give me an option to purchase a good version of something because that's one of the problems with Dragon Ball Z, for example, is if you go and look at the box sets that are on sale for this shit, it's all these 16 by 9 versions where they've cut off the top and the bottom of the image. Which is like, no. Which is bullshit. Like, they don't even give you the option to buy a good version. So whose fault is it then if I go and steal it? Now, I did remember the other two things. I'm, I'm sure you guys are dying right now. Not <laughs> but, too bad. He's but, probably worse than I am. But I do. I, I had someone bring this up to me, and Bob, I wanted to get your opinion. Sure. Tying back to the Microsoft and Activision purchase. Yeah. Do you think something like Microsoft buying Activision should be so heavily scrutinized by regulators when it's not like anything essential. You guys like, talked about this a little bit last time, didn't you? I don't remember. I I go back and forth on this because whereas like in general I feel like you know graphics cards are not essential. If Nvidia wants to charge $1600 for a graphics card and people are dumb enough to buy it, then by all means. At the same time when you talk about like mergers and acquisitions now you're talking about people's livelihoods and that uh, that i'm more concerned about than necessarily pricing um and so from that perspective i do think they should be scrutinized um now the question is whether or not they will be i i I think i think many more mergers and acquisitions should be more heavily scrutinized because what what I think was true 30, 40 years ago pre-internet where, you know, if company in town A bought company in town C, like, that could be perfectly fine. But even before then, obviously, monopolies were a big problem. C, Bell. Um, you know, it, it's like you can... You know, one merger acquisition can take over an entire market, you know, very easily. An emerging market that you couldn't have foreseen or, like, you could easily gloss over. So, um, yeah, short answer, yeah, I, th- I do think these should be pretty heavily scrutinized. I don't think these mergers and acquisitions, uh, most should be, like, hand-waved through. I really think they should be. Um, taken through the ringer. Well, and even though it's something that's obviously completely not essential like video games, mm-hmm. if you have a totally unregulated market, Microsoft, if they wanted to, could just go buy up fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they could easily buy Sony and Nintendo if I don't know if those companies are for sale or what the deal is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they could afford to buy those companies if they wanted to. And then overnight they could say, oh, you know what? We own everything now. We're tripling the price of everything. Yeah. And they could do that. And how would you stop them if you had an unregulated, unregulated marketplace? Completely unregulated, yeah. And, uh, you know, then it would you would be up to what we talk about, which is the consumer deciding. And you'd like to think people would decide not to buy things at triple the price. But if there is one thing we've learned, it's that humans are real dumb. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean there there is a there is a point to it. That why doesn't Microsoft do that? Is because they know people won't buy at triple the price, at least not at volume. Um, you know, because if they could, if they, and the other thing is Microsoft has already gotten hit by the antitrust police. Um, right. You know, before and they, and then that's why apparently for this Activision thing, they've been laying the groundwork for a long time in Washington. Yeah trying to make everybody happy, trying to look like the good guy tech company, while Facebook and Google are out there pissing everybody off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I really, I don't know where I actually stand on this one. This is a, this is a difficult one for me because I can tell you where my emotion is. My emotion is that this, this shouldn't happen. You know, I, I think Microsoft has enough. Um, and that if they want more internal, they should be building it. They should be building studios, which is what Sony did. Yeah. Sony built a bunch of internal studios that are now producing all these great games. But obviously that takes time, patience, and a lot of money. But as far as what is just and what is, you know, in accordance with law... I don't know. I really actually don't know. Yeah. Like, I have no clue. Like, maybe when you analyze everything, it really is not as big a sliver as we think it is. I mean, we know Activision's huge, and Microsoft is huge, but in the greater gaming sphere, you know, in which certainly Microsoft has argued that, you know, oh, well, this would only make us the third biggest company. Right. right? We'd still be smaller than Sony and Tencent. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's... It, it's interesting and I'm you know I'm very interested to hear what comes out of the EU um, regarding because it. because we usually have to wait for Europe to come along and do the good stuff yeah in terms of regulation well you're and Europe gets it it's like you can't like Europe has done a much better job at saying super mega corporations are not good for anyone yep you know and I mean the, the EU still has big companies for sure, but you know, if you look at all of the biggest companies in the world, they all are in the United States or China for the most part, you know, yeah. and there's a reason for that. It's because they can get away with it here. So yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think it should go through. I think it should be done different. There's this also this other part of me that's like, Fuck Bobby Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Right. And well, yeah, it doesn't. And he really, wins either way. It, that's the thing is, it doesn't really bother me if he's yeah. going to get some big payout to go away because either way, he's filthy. He's generation. a bajillionaire. Anyway. Yeah. Either way, he's got generational wealth. Right. So we're like talking about whether he's like good for ten generations or twenty. <laughs> you know, like that's basically what we're discussing. When it comes to him. Because either way, he's going to get away with all this bullshit. 100%. Um, the other thing, that my, my last topic, Bob, because I'm sure you're just ready to collapse. My final topic, unless you come up with something, you know, running related you'd like to discuss. Because I am a good person and I will listen to your running discussions. Unlike some other people. <laughs> what did somebody say at the party today? <laughs> they were like... I forget what it was. Like all Erica hears about is running, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's accurate. 
Yeah. Or something along Pretty those much. lines. I don't remember what they said. It's not the only thing I talk about. Sure. Don't give me that look. See, you can say that. He's lying. I'm not giving him a look. It's not a visual medium, baby. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. I could give commentary if you'd like about the stare down. <laughs> um, anyways, I thought it was a little interesting. So what happened on Twitch this week is, I can't remember if I linked you this, but essentially what started to happen was this streamer, his name's like Slicker or something or something like that. I can't remember. He's not a huge streamer. He's not like fucking Pokimane or Amaranth or something. But he's a fairly well-known streamer, probably makes a shitload of money. He's doing all right. And I guess what had it turned out what had been going on is he has a gambling addiction, Fun. like a sports gambling addiction. And he had been going around and asking all his streamer friends for money to cover his gambling addiction and uh he would he would do is he would go to someone and ask for like two or three grand something like that and then he would go to someone else and ask for two to three grand he would do this with a bunch of different people and none of them were ever discussing it with each other because they just thought like oh i'm just helping out my friend well and you're not gonna it's not like something you talk about exactly so it turned out he was doing this to so many different people that he ended up, the <clears throat> speculation was he had borrowed for, or well, however you want to look at it, borrowed from people something like one hundred to $300,000. Yes. <laughs> and Whoops. so a conversation that's been happening around Twitch for a long time is there's a lot of people, including very big streamers, who think gambling should be completely banned on Twitch, which, you know, we're talking about like sports betting, mm-hmm. slots, poker, craps, sure. whatever. And this has been going on forever. And um, basically, <laughs> what ended up happening after this came out is you started to get a lot of big streamers talking about, hey, like, because so much of Twitch's revenue, Twitch seems to be, for a company that should just be rolling in cash internally at Amazon, they seem to really have problems making money over there. I don't know what's going on. Like, they're very poorly run. But... They're very dependent on ad revenue. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of big streamers, including Pokimane, started saying, you know what? Why don't we just, if they don't do anything to ban gambling, why don't we just say the week of Christmas, none of us are streaming. And then they won't get any of the ad revenue off of us in one of the biggest times of the year. And uh, that started to gain some traction among these big streamers. And then all of a sudden, Twitch came along and said, you know what? We are actually are going to ban certain types of betting, gambling. Now, they really should have banned everything. They left a lot of loopholes. Like, I think I think I sent that to you, right? It was like loophole city. <laughs> it was basically they're banning all these various gambling sites that operate outside of the U.S. that aren't regulated in any way. But if you are banning on some web, if you're betting on some website that's in uh, operates inside the U.S., then you could still do that mm. on stream. But yeah, if you're like playing slots on some website that operates out of a fucking shack in the middle of nowhere, you can't do that anymore. And a couple of big streamers, like gambling streamers, were upset because it's like, motherfucker, I'm paying for my gambling addiction with the sponsorships right, from right, these websites. Right. <laughs> you know? You're fucking with my steez. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, but it was just interesting. I was like that quick. You start getting some talk from some of the big streamers, like you know, it's actually, weird. It's almost like workers yeah, kind of have workers power, all kinds have you, power. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you band together, who knows? You right. can make things happen. But it was still, it was a funny statement though, because it was loophole city, mm-hmm. and one of the things they didn't ban was sports betting, which is what this all got started over. So what happened with the sky then? I don't know. I oh, I think okay. maybe he might have eaten some sort of temporary ban from gonna Twitch. Say, it's going to be a little embarrassing to be like, oh shit, everybody found out how much money I'm in the hole. <laughs> or, or may not be in the hole at all because he's getting all this money from his friends. Yeah. Well then, oh, 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 so you got money for that. Tony comes a calling. <laughs> you got money for fake mustaches. <laughs> Where's my money, man? Where's my money? You see that on stream? <laughs> That's one of the best Family Guy bits ever. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is a favorite. And then the, uh, you working on that novel? You uh, got some uh, enemies becoming friends, friends becoming enemies? Yeah, <laughs> little uh, little novel there? It's always been a favorite of mine. I have not watched Family Guy in probably 10 years yeah. at least. Well, it's kind of become like The Simpsons where it's just been on forever. <laughs> and it could be good, it could be bad. I have no idea. I haven't seen an episode in so long that I just don't know. Yeah. It's just like these shows have just been on for all eternity. So outside my sphere of caring anymore that it's like, yeah, I'm good. Well, I know Bob wants to go to bed. Yes. He's tired. <laughs> I could stretch this out more, but I mean we always we could, could, but Yeah, we could we could call it here. Well It was fun. And on that note, just like all entertainment should be, hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>